Welcome to Phoenix and Flame, pushing through and transforming even when you feel like a pile of ash. This podcast is not intended for use as psychotherapy. If you feel you are in crisis, please call 911 or contact your local crisis hotline. Welcome to Phoenix and Flame. I'm Dana, and this is my podcast on pushing through and transforming even when you feel like a pile of ash. Today, we have an amazing guest. His name is Blair Aby. Now, Blair had a traumatic year at a high-level new job with a difficult boss who was abusing employees. Now, Blair decided to blow the whistle on that situation, causing an investigation, and the boss was fired. But guess what? Blair was also fired as a, quote, troublemaker, end quote, and it ended a 25-year career. But at that point, he was forced to dive deep into his meditation practice to stay sane. So he developed something called the Higher Consciousness Meditation after many years of meditation and yoga. Blair, welcome to Phoenix and Flame. Thank you, Dana. I um, appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. Awesome. Well, I didn't tell my listeners yet about your books and all that. I wanted to kind of leave that for you for you know later on in the podcast, but you've written, as far as I'm aware, five wonderful books that we will absolutely be talking about and showcasing because I looked, up, I looked them up and they are yes. just really amazing things. So Share with us, oh my gosh, that story is amazing to me about the courage it must have took, I mean, taken for you to blow the whistle. So what was going on in the situation that really caused you to, to think so seriously about doing something like that? Yes. Well, I'd, I'd been doing business consulting for about 25 years with the organization, the nationwide organization that I worked with. And took a high level job in San Diego, moved from North Carolina to San Diego to do this job um, and found myself in, in what I would consider employee hell. Uh, I'd never had a bad boss. Um, and all of a sudden I found myself with somebody who was pretty psychopathic. I mean, she was, she was a, 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 a mistress, if you will, of smoke and mirrors and kept the people who were supposed to be overseeing the program, the community college that was our host, she kept them in the dark and was running the program into the ground. And as I said, abusing employees and mishandling funds. And I'd been with a really successful program in, in, in North Carolina. So this was just a, a, you know, kind of an awful situation. And I just, after almost a year, I just couldn't put up with it anymore. I couldn't I mean, I, I wouldn't let her do the things that she was doing to others to me, but um, it was just untenable. It was just um, a terrible situation. So I decided to let people who uh, should have been paying attention know what was going on. Um, and as as you said, uh, an investigation ensued. Um, she was she was fired uh, as a result, but they fired me too because they said that I was a Troublemaker. Well, what that really meant was that I had 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 shined the light on her mismanagement, but also the mismanagement of the people who were supposed to be overseeing the program, and that was really embarrassing for them. And so um, I had to go. 
And as you can imagine, that was a traumatic uh, experience. I mean, my my 25-year career went down in flames. Um, my uh, income disappeared. And boy, was my ego deflated and, and threatened. I mean, my whole world was threatened. Um, fortunately, I had some resources, didn't have to go back to work right away, and began to uh, you know, look, look for other opportunities. Uh, and in the meantime, took, took a deep dive into my meditation practice, it really as a therapeutic uh, measure. Uh, as well, I started journaling, which I'd never done before. Okay. I wanted to ask you, I apologize for interrupting, sure. but I wanted to hover over that for just a moment. First of all, I wanted to point out that you had a 25-year career. Yeah. So if someone's listening to the story, they might be wondering, you know, is Blair somebody that just hops from job to job to job and right. it doesn't really have longevity because that makes a difference to me. This story, knowing sure. you had a 25-year history, that says something that you right. had you are a mature, responsible, reliable, dependable employee Correct. with consistency yeah. and continuity. Yeah. And so you had all of those characteristics going into yeah. this. You were not looking for trouble. You had 25 years to demonstrate that you get along well with people. You you right. troubleshoot. You are, you're a problem solver. You can deal with all different kinds. I mean, there's no telling how many different kinds of employees and customers that you've had to deal with in 25 years. And you did sure. that just fine. So you had a very long history of, of doing all of that. Great. Right, right. And rose up in the ranks um, to a leadership position uh, in North Carolina. And then the job that I took in San Diego was a, a step up from there to an assistant state director job. So very, you know, sizable job with lots of responsibilities and, mm-hmm. and management, management uh, responsibility, you know, what, what I was doing. And, and it was, um, it was a shock. I mean, it was uh, just something that, that was incomprehensible to me, because uh, I'd never had a uh, situation like that. Well, and you said it really hit your ego. I can only imagine because oh, yeah. I'm trying to put myself in your shoes and listeners, I want you to try to put yourself in Blair's shoes. And there might be somebody listening that is in his shoes that right now is going through something. That's why I kind of want to hover over that and just kind yes. of really benefit from your experience and your wisdom in going through that because you pointed out that there were people who should have been paying attention Right. And they were not. And that inevitably was one of the reasons why you were fired, because they were embarrassed. They should have been watching her and they were not. And I just want to ask you, really, if you wouldn't mind kind of unpacking a little bit about what it took for you to to make the choice because to to say something about her, because what happens is we frequently will get into situations where we notice something is going on that's a little fishy, little sketch, but we don't necessarily do anything about it. And I, as I'm talking, this quote is coming to my mind and, and forgive me if I don't remember exactly who said it, you probably will know. I'm wondering to think it might've been Einstein, but it's something about evil will flourish when good men do nothing. I'm not sure who said that, but certainly I, I can see that that would be the case. Uh, yeah. It, it, and it this had been going on actually for about four or five. Uh, she'd been doing this about 10 years, actually. So there was 
a, a slow deterioration uh, in the performance of the program, but that, you know, nobody had come forward, you know, to shine a light on, on the situation. And uh, because she wasn't being closely watched, it was allowed to, to go on and on. And mm -hmm. apparently it's not that unusual for people who do a whistleblowing to get fired. Uh, is what really? I found out, you know, as I began to be observant and, and about that whole um, dynamic. All I can say really was this is something that I had to do. I, I couldn't not do it. I mean, you my, couldn't not do my, it. My, my integrity, my everything said, this is not right. It can't continue. I've got to do something about this. That just says so much about you as a person, because I'm, things thrive in secrecy. And yes. there's and being a, a psychotherapist, I hear these stories frequently where things are going on that should not be going on, but they're allowed yes. because right. people don't say anything about it. And that happens so much, so much of the time. That's why I'm kind of like sort of unpacking and hovering that particular a part of your story as we yes. begin talking about it, because I think that is worth pointing out of what characteristics you had that would help you stand out and actually say something. Cause I imagine that's why people don't say things you, like you pointed out because a whistleblower will get fired as well. Right. So it's yeah. how, what did you have that enabled you to actually say something to have the courage to stand out when so many people after all these years that she'd been doing right. this, Right. Nobody had said anything. Yeah. I don't know that I can really say, answer your question well, other than to say that, um, you know, integrity was part of my leadership style and performance and results. Uh, all of that was part of how I led and was part of just the, the the innate elements of my life. Um, I mean, I'd been doing, uh, you know, yoga for about 40 years at that point. And, you, you know, o over time, you just, you grow, you evolve, you grow in your integrity. If you're, if you're a leader and you're a, a good leader, um, you bring forward qualities within yourself that, help to um, have your team, you know, be high performing and, and, and be well, you know, well, sort of a well-oiled machine, if you will, or, or, you know, good team, good, good, close, uh, good culture, all of that. It was just something that I, I had to do. I, I could not stand by and watch this culture continue because it wasn't going to get any better. Uh, and there was even a point where she began to in intimidate or not intimidate, but intimate that she was going to try and blame what was going on on me. Mm. Um, being brand new, I mean, that was um, kind of absurd on, on the one hand. On the other hand, it's, it was just her style. Uh -huh. So it, I think when you, when you find yourself in a very difficult situation and you know it's not going to change and, you know, somebody has to has to come forward. Um, it was, uh, it was me. <laughs> well, that, there's no telling really how many people have benefited from you taking a stand 
for her not to be there continuing to be abusive. Oh, I think the program has flourished since I left. So it's, yeah, because it, she's know, gone yeah. and she's gone yeah. because you took a stand. Now right. I did want to point out as well that you talked about when you lost your job, that it was a huge ego blow. I mean, oh, yeah. I imagine that just your sense of who you were, your value as an individual and all that just really possibly tanked. And that was that pile of ash and stuff. And how, how did yoga and mindfulness and meditation really help you when you're just a pile of ash at that moment, you've lost your job that you've been fired. You don't really know what your life is, where you're going from here. Take us to that place. So I'd been doing yoga. I'd been doing meditation for a number of years and you know, I think my ability to deal with difficult situations, because, you know, stuff had come up uh, over time in, in my job, personally. I mean, everybody has stuff that they have to deal with. Um, and I found that meditation was a, was a healing practice. It was, a, it was a way to deal with something difficult by, by going deep inside in order to... Uh, delve into the resources that are are there. I mean, one of the things that happened as a result of this and as a result of the meditation work that I did was I began to get a sense of soul. In fact, what I would say is that I had an experience of soul contact in my delving deep inside. Uh, as a result of doing journaling and journaling was very helpful to, you know, kind of write what was going on inside on a, on a day-to-day basis. Um, But I began to have, began to get a sense of that soul or higher consciousness part of myself, which I think we all have, but I had never had an experience of that deep part of myself, even though I had been meditating for gosh, 45 years or 40 years at that point. That was a startling experience to have uh, that occur, to, to begin to have words and phrases as I was journaling just kind of begin to flow through me. And they weren't my words and phrases. They weren't my understandings. They weren't my realizations. It was as if there was another part of me, that higher consciousness part of me, that had been activated as a result of my going deep into my meditation practice. Mm-hmm. And that um, contact has resulted in number one, uh, all the, the the understandings and the books that I've written, uh, and 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 what I've come to know about I don't know humanity and about um, about our higher self, about the the um, fifth dimensional part of us, if you will, that is present and available to us at any time we began to turn our attention in that direction and began to acknowledge or open to it, it responds immediately uh, and begins to flow in. Well, that's sort of what was happening in that sense of having soul contact. And these days, on an ongoing basis, uh, multiple times a day, you know, I will do a meditation practice, either a sit-down meditation or mindfulness meditation, and I'll get a sense of that 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 higher part of me, that that higher consciousness part, which I affectionately call high C, um, <laughs> engaging that spirit part of me, if you will, and I, and I think in some ways that anybody who has that experience has 
one of the most profound experiences that you can have in a human lifetime to rise up in, in consciousness, to rise up in awareness, to have a, uh, also feel like you have a companion, if you will, right beside you, walking the path with you, perhaps even clearing the way a bit yeah. for, um, you know, good things and people and circumstances to happen in your life. I mean, I, I'm convinced that we all create our own reality. And I think we create our own reality by virtue of the vibration that we generate, higher vibrations, higher quality experiences, lower vibrations, lower quality experiences, and that that's what can happen in meditation. And especially if, if you begin to get a sense of that element that all of our master teachers have talked about as being the kingdom of God being within us and that it's available and you don't have to go to India. You don't have to go anywhere to have that experience. All you have to do is turn in that direction and it'll respond to you. I, I think, I, I know I'm certain that my higher self, my soul really wanted me to go in a different direction. So as I look back on it, it's probably the best thing that could have happened because my life is just fabulous now and I don't have to deal with all of the baloney that goes on in a bureaucracy. Um, but I can live my life the way I want to live my life. And it was if it was just time to make a change. Well, it, it took a traumatic experience in order to sort of blast me out of mm -hmm. what was going on. But it's one of the things that I think people, when they have difficult times, difficult experiences, if, if they'll take some time to kind of, and you know this as a psychotherapist, to delve into it, to discover the feelings and the thoughts and the, so on, and maybe even to ask the question, well, what, what is it that I did to help create this and why and what can I learn from this and what can I take away from this and what can I use to rise out of the ashes um, and, <laughs> and, and go on to a, a better life? Uh, perhaps this is what needed to happen in order, <laughs> nothing happens for, without a reason. Mm -hmm. This is what needed to happen in order for me to make a change. This is awesome. Blair, as I'm listening to you, I'm, another quote is coming to my mind. And again, I think this is Winston, Winston Churchill. I'm not positive, but he said, you know, when you're walking through hell, keep going. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you yeah. know, I really like what you're talking about, the soul connection. And as I'm listening to you talk, I'm also reminded of another book that I read by Glennon Doyle, Untamed that she talks about something very similar when she was in, a, went, got in her closet and kind of experienced something. I know people have different names for that experience, you know, depending yes. on who you're talking to. Cause something I've been very honest about on Phoenix and flame, I'm a Christian, but I've talked to so many different people that have, I, you know, my, my philosophy is each to his own. Everybody's yes. walking on their own journey. Right. And I thought, I think we need to just love and respect each other in whatever journey that we're on. So I think different people have different words for what they experience. Um, since I'm a Christian, one of the things that was coming to my mind, a scripture is uh, be still and yes. know that I'm God. And I think that's curious that it's, that it starts with be still. Right. Exactly. You know, just be still. And I think a lot of what I'm hearing you say is you were able to just calm yourself and be still. And you, you felt like you met your, your higher consciousness there that soul yes. connection there when you stilled yourself. 
Correct. Yeah. Now, I think the meditation is perhaps the most direct path to having an experience of soul contact. And so one of my frequent mindfulness phrases during the day is peace be still, which you will recognize is what Jesus said, you know, to the storm. But I think he was saying it as much as anything to his own higher consciousness, which then as a result of his rising up in, in consciousness and awareness had the perhaps the ability to uh, calm the situation uh, that he found himself within. Um, and, you know, it was he that said the kingdom of God is within us. Well, I never heard that any, it, 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 any, I, and I grew up in a Christian church also. I never heard that in any sermon. Nobody ever talked about that particular, but I think it's one of the most powerful things that he said, and all of our master teachers have said something to, uh, similar, Buddha and, and Lao Tzu and, and uh, you know, uh, on and on. And that group of people who are, who are, I think, just more advanced humans. They weren't gods. They were, they were more advanced. And they, they, in effect, were saying, it, it, they were pointing in the direction of, here's what I've experienced. I want you to have this experience also, and here's how to do it. And they all would retreat to periods of quiet and meditation, and they would come back with pearls of, of, of wisdom uh, that they could share with their followers. So I think, I think that's what's possible for all of us if we take some time to be still, if we take some time to learn how to be still, which is not an easy thing to do. I mean, oh, as you know, um, we all walk through life with this, you know, our mind. It is chatter, 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 chatter. It's sort of an overlay on everything that we're doing. And it's reflecting on the past. It's trying to anticipate the future. It's trying to keep us out of trouble. It's trying to create, you know, the best possible uh, situation for ourselves in a difficult world. And I think planet Earth, Earth is a difficult world. Yeah. It's got lo lots of problems, lots of pitfalls. And, and we're all sort of hypnotized to it as we come in, you know, as, as um, babies onto the planet. We're all hypnotized into this is a dog-eat-dog -dog world. Uh, and, uh, you know, gird your loins. And even though you're fearful or suffering, as Buddha would say, it's just the way it is. Well, not necessarily. Uh, and that's kind of my message that we're all more that we're all eternal beings and that we all have access to that part of ourselves. And if we um, take some time to delve into some practice and there are all kinds of things that you could do, all, all kinds of spiritual traditions, if you'll penetrate into the into the depth of that spiritual tradition, uh, you'll find that there are practices, techniques that are offered to have you have a similar experience to whoever your master teacher is. Well, let me get your, your wisdom on something and your take okay. on something. I will have conversations with people, mostly patients of mine, who will yes. tell me, Dana, I know that you're saying that I need to, you know, we're talking about being mindful and be still and, mm -hmm. you know, listen. Some of them will say, I'm scared to be still 
because yes. I'm scared of the thoughts and the feelings that are waiting on me as soon as I slow down. Right. They are terrified of those things. And for yes. those people that are running from and avoiding those awful thoughts and feelings that are swirling around inside of them, just the idea of sitting still mm-hmm. makes them cringy. They just can't even hardly, it is not something pleasant. Like for someone like me or you, the thought of just kind of being still sounds peaceful, sounds serene. You know, we're making the soul contact We're you doing all that. But to someone who's in a different space in life and they're running from things that are swirling around inside of them, what would you say to maybe some of my listeners who are in that space and they're listening to you and they want to be where you are, Blair. They want to follow your steps and they really are admiring what you have to say and what you went through and how the mindfulness and the meditation and yoga helped you kind of through a really tough spot. And they're trying to compare that to where they are. Yes. So if they are in that spot where they're avoiding and they don't want to sit still because of the scary things that are waiting for them, what would you say to them? Well, what I would say is, um, first and foremost, um, learn how to, how to meditate. Now, it can be as easily as just taking a deep breath and settling in for just a moment. And then if it gets uncomfortable, stop. But then try it again for just a moment. Doing that over and over over time will actually begin to dissolve those scary thoughts and begin to and you'll begin to get comfortable with those thoughts and you can just watch them go by they're not you they're not who you are they're just thoughts that are passing through and most of those thoughts fears concerns about the future, never pay, never turn out the way you're afraid that they're going to turn out. So, so one of the meditation techniques is just to, is just to watch as you're sitting for a moment and just, you know, watch the thoughts come and watch the thoughts go, or even say, hello, goodbye. Um, because again, that's not who we are. That's just some conditioning that we have that is that has never been addressed um it may have behind it traumatic situations it may have behind it uh, you know a, a lot of personal difficulty but if you if you just learn to observe to simply observe now some of my practices that i offer in my books are more penetrating than just being quiet with a breath for a second and are intended to mm, sort of bypass the mind training that a lot of meditation practices use so that you have a more direct experience of your higher self. So you have a more direct experience of, of who you are. It's one of those things which if you if you're willing to take a little time to work with it and, and to learn some good meditation practices, to use a, a phrase like peace be still just for a moment, it, it'll begin to 
flower forth. It'll begin to, to come forth because that part of you, which is not your human self, but is your higher consciousness self, wants to join you in your human adventure. And if you'll just open up to it, it's available. So at first, it's sort of a, a willingness to try, just a willingness to try and to, and to spend a little time somehow, some way learning a technique or two that would be, that, that, that sort of feels like it's part of your path. I mean, it could be just taking a walk, you know, and, and being quiet and taking a walk. It could be, it could be being out in nature. It could be, you know, any spiritual praying, but silent praying where you're listening instead of talking, where you're not bargaining with God, but you're listening to see what God has to offer you, you know, by way of that still small voice. Any effort that you put into this is valuable and cumulative, I guess is my point. I like that. And I want to point out one last thing and kind of add, tack it on to what you just said. And then I'm yes. going to get some information on really how the listeners can get more access to you is I think you mentioned time. And I think sometimes I talk to people who feel like they are not worth time, that they spend their time that they have available to them spending it on other people, but they feel like they themselves don't deserve time. And so I think, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I think this is something that just deciding, just making it a, just a decision that you are worth some time, even if yes. it's five minutes, even if it's two minutes in the beginning, you know, taking little baby steps, even if you That's have right. 30 seconds in the beginning, right. yeah. but making that decision that you are worth some time to find that higher consciousness within yourself to hear that voice yes. within yourself yes yes and you can do that first when you first wake up before you even get up or when you go to bed just before you go to sleep you can i mean there's there's a couple of five minute periods of time and then have you know have in your in your back pocket a a, a a mindfulness practice like peace be still that just takes an instant and nobody has to know and it's all internal but it's a really what great way to just in for for even just a moment to settle in, settle down, and just be for a second. I like that. I like that a lot. There's a there's a scripture that I use occasionally when I'm having a moment here and there is I'll be speaking to God and I'll say, In my weakness, you are strong. And so I think that is something that I use to take just a moment and just kind of focus on him and on that, that quiet place within myself. And just like yes. in my weakness, you are strong. And then I release right. it and surrender and then move forward. And then right. what happens happens. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. But the interesting thing is that you've turned it over to God or to spirit or whatever you want to call that. You've, you've sort of turned it over and you're, you're trusting that to respond in some fashion. Uh, and that part of you, wants to be involved and knows what you need to grow and evolve and will respond, I think. 
Mm -hmm. It's that's awesome, Blair. I I really appreciate your story and and all that you're offering. Now, there are five books, and I've got them written down here: Benefits of Meditation, the Meditation Book, the Mindfulness Book, the Manifestation Book, and Health and Healing. Right? Did I get those correct? Uh, actually, the the last book is is a poetry book. I'm working right now on the health and healing book. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So if I wrote it down correctly, the website for you is HIC, which is higher consciousness, right? HIC, because I didn't know originally when I saw that, I'm like, (laughs) what does that mean? It's HICmeditation.com. That's correct. Or you can just go to Amazon to get the books. Okay. Amazon and books. I'd like to offer your listeners a, uh, a, a, a an electronic copy of one of my books, the, Medi- the mindfulness book, and they can get that by going to the website highcmeditation.com. Awesome, wonderful, wonderful. Appreciate that so much. Sure. So Blair, I am so glad that you decided to to come and spend your time and share your wonderful story and your wisdom and be very transparent with with what this whole journey has been like for you thank you very much you're welcome i really appreciate the opportunity this has been fun (laughs) awesome well listeners i know that you've heard something today that has been very impactful and thinking, hey, maybe you've got a friend or a family member or a coworker that you're thinking, I know the exact person that really needs to hear this particular episode. Please copy and paste the link of this episode in text and email. Put it on, on your favorite social media platforms. Let's just really spread the word and get it out there. Grow our Phoenix and Flame community. I hope you're having a wonderful day and have a wonderful rest of your day. This is Dana on Phoenix and Flame.